you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia, and how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 258 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, I am talking with Ulysses Sombrano of Locked On Rays. He is one of my favorite people in the world. He is fantastic. We kind of get you ready for this series. Um, we also go off on random tangents like the Evan Longoria trade. It's in relation to Matt Chapman, but the Evan Longoria trade, just random baseball stuff. So uh, we'll get you a little bit ready for this series, but also it's a very enjoyable conversation, I think. So uh, we talked for like an hour, so here's half of it. Um, so that's what I got coming up for you guys today. And because I'm including so much of our conversation in today's episode, I'm going to just keep this short and tell you guys that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your next order. And also play, make sure to follow the podcast wherever you like hearing podcasts. And also follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. Thank you to everybody that showed up in the Locker Room this past week. That was a lot of fun. Had a great time. Uh, we're going to keep doing it during games. It's it's fun. I enjoy doing it. So make sure to download the Locker Room app and then follow me at ByJasonB. And we can talk some A's baseball during A's games. It, it's a great time. So I'll let you guys know when I'm going live a little bit later in the I'm not sure what the schedule is just yet, but uh, I'll have one. It'll be, it's usually Friday or Saturday. So it's one of those two games I will be talking with you guys. Um, but yeah, and if you have any questions for us, please send those to lockedonathletics at gmail.com. So that is it for uh, the intro part of this. Here's me talking with Ulysses Sombrano. I'll be in, in, in between and stuff, you know, doing the ads and all that. But uh, here's my talk with Ulysses Sombrano of Locked On Rays and uh, enjoy. All right, today I am joined by Ulysses Sombrano of Locked On Rays. We are talking A's and Rays. The Rays, I guess. If it's not written down, you can't really tell what I'm actually going for there. So whatever. Anyways, Ulysses, how are you doing today? How are the Rays doing? Uh, give my best to Kevin, your co-host. Oh, yeah, I, of course I will. I'm doing well. Thank you for so much for, for doing this crossover with me. I know that you like me wearing sleeveless shirts, so I'm doing this. <laughs> It's specifically for you, so I hope you enjoy the the, the view. <laughs> I was going to ask if uh, if this is just like your summer gear, or if this was specifically because I commented on a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it for you. I was like, you know what? He deserves to see the guns. So here we go. Here, here are the Ray's guns. <laughs> and to be fair, uh, for those that are not watching this, which is nobody because it's a podcast, um, I am also wearing my rakes all day, night, year, or yeah. My, my Randy Rosarena shirt that was on RotoWare. So uh, we're, we're both yes. appeasing each other with our shirt attire right now. <laughs> um, and, but are. Ulysses is one of my favorite people. So that's why we're laughing. Hopefully we're going we're gonna to have some baseball talk, but we might just goof around. It'll be fun. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to start with Monday's pitching matchup because that's the only one that I actually know right now. Uh, the A's 
are going to probably introduce Mike Fires to the rotation. We don't know if he's going to start Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, if he's going to take over for Frankie Montas or Cole Irvin. Not sure. So there's going to be some stuff that we don't know that's going to be announced probably on Monday, but this is already dropped by the time that that happens. So uh, we got Shamanaya going for the A's, going against Rich Hill. Rich Hill's been struggling this season, has he not been? Yeah, it has not been a, a good season so far for, for Rich Hill. I mean, he in the last four outings, uh, he's gotten hit for at least four runs in each in, in each outing. And so no, fairly no. short, yeah? Yeah, and even his last one, he couldn't even get out of the, the third inning, uh, not even an out. So uh, it, it has been a struggle for Rich Hill. It just just not been able to, to kind of put away guys, and he isn't a nibbler. He's not that type of lefty like you see with Ryu or Martin Perez who'd like to kind of paint with every pitch. He he kind of just here here you go, see it, hit it, try to try to do it. And the thing is, the challenge uh, has been accepted by every hitter and <laughs> uh, you know, they they've taken him deep and and it's been a problem. He looked good against the Yankees except for a 4 to 5 hitter period where he just could not get a strike to not be hit. And he got himself into trouble, but um, yeah, it hasn't been a good season so far for Rich Hill. So I, um, I'm not very confident when he's on the mound and I don't think a lot of Rays fans are. I'm hoping that Monday is the start of a new win streak. I don't know. I mean, the Rays are a really good team. So I know that the A's just lost to the Orioles in a big blowout. It, it ended up being a blowout, but the Rays, there's no way I don't think that the A's were going to sweep the Rays. So it was going to stop in the next few days anyway. And uh, maybe if they had won Sunday, maybe they win uh, Monday. But Michael Waka has been pitching really good. I don't know uh, why or how, but I keep seeing stuff that's like, wow, they fixed him. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 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 prototypical uh, in, in race fashion, right? A guy who has uh, been looking for a comeback year goes to Tampa Bay, and, and then and then somehow the pitching coach uh, gods from Tropicana Field, uh, you know, make him feel be better. But yeah, Michael Walker has been honestly the the one guy in in that rotation who has lived up to expectations, being a free agent signing. Because as you know, the Rays got Chris Archer who got injured up in his second outing, Rich Hill, who we just commented has been getting hit really hard. And the third guy has been Michael Walker. He actually has been what you've expected. A number three to four guy who will give you a 4.2 year array, 4.4. He will have a six inning uh, outing where he shuts down the Yankees. And then he'll have another one where he pitches for five innings and allows four runs. So he's that kind of guy. And I think for the money that was, um, given to him, which was, was around $3.5 million. You you'll take that in any day because mm -hmm. there are guys in the league that, you know, are getting paid $15 million, $18 million, and not even putting those types of, uh, of, of numbers. So right now, Michael Walker is what you expect, but if you could get a little bit more out of him, uh, I think race fans would be a little bit more happy. Hey, it's me again. There's still plenty of conversation coming up with me and Ulysses, uh, Ulysses and I, that's better grammar. Um, we're going to be talking about what happens when Mike fires returns, who's going to be out of the rotation. It's mostly speculation, but I feel like I have to be close to right at the very least. So stick around for that. Uh, but I do want to tell you guys about a couple of sponsors real quick, like 1010. This episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 
1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy to her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring. Ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece, they're the perfect way to bring joy into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. So if you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring that she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only on BlueNile.com. Today's episode is also brought to you guys by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. They got NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball. That's the way. If you placed money on John Means, you're probably a millionaire right now because he made the A's look foolish today uh, or, you know, yesterday as you're listening to this. But if that's not your thing, they also do award shows. And I've been saying this for a while. So hopefully you put some money down on the Oscars for Nomadland. I think that that's the one that won. Um, so, cause they do awards, TV shows and reality TV. They have real time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. And bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds. It is the best way to place bets and it is free to sign up. All you got to do is head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on. And that is why everybody says that bet online are your online sportsbook experts. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch a live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft from April 29th through May 1st. And here's more of my talk with Ulysses Sembrano of Locked On Rays. I mean, if you take Michael Waka and I'm going to just lump Mike Fires in there too. You know, same sort of guy, low contract guy. Uh, right. If you, if he gives you like a four four five ERA, you're probably taking that because he's not yeah. your ace. You just want innings, especially this season when mm-hmm. we don't know how how much arms are going to hold up. We're still early on, and it feels like everybody's going on the IL. So uh, you, you just want guys that can give you innings, and that's all. But Meanwhile, just because I have to bring it up because I made the comp before, um, Mike Fires and you know, Michael Waka, for that case, are similar to Jake Odorizzi in, in their careers. Odorizzi had one really good start, but he got a three-year deal from the Astros, which is insane. Uh, right. You know, comparatively, and I, this is before he got injured. He just had not been well or pitching well, and now he has a right forearm strain, I believe, was the last thing that I saw, and uh, that that stinks for. I, I mean, I'm not wishing ill will on him, just the Astros, <laughs> and just trying to make <laughs> Me them too, look bud. silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, no, I, I agree. Anytime you have that forearm strain, you start thinking bad things. Mm-hmm. You start thinking bad things. So you know, hopefully, you know, Jake X-ray. Hope, hopefully, he's okay, but. Yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that every club is trying to manage. It's, okay, how do we get through a 162-game season with guys have, that have pitched 60 innings, 80 innings at the most uh, from last year? Like, how do, you, how do you look at Tyler Glass now? Say, hey, bud, I know you pitched 80 innings last year, including the postseason, and I know that the most you've ever pitched is 110 innings, but I need you to pull a 190 
in 2021. You can't do that. So what do you do? Well, you've got a whole bunch of young rookies in, in, in the stable, in the AAA stable, and you've got some veterans like Rich Hill, Walker, and Archer that can somehow you can manage those innings. So at the end, you could have possibly Hill, Archer, Waka, McClanahan, Patino, Fleming, hitting 90 innings each 100 innings each i mean it, it would be kind that's kind of how they're doing the pitching side I, I don't know if that's exactly what they're doing in the ace but i know that bassett lazardo and manaya have kind of been carrying the the ace stable right for the for the most part yeah i mean montas has been either hit or miss uh he got hit really hard against the twins uh if you we're paying the, uh, the big win that I think got them to 10 wins in a row. If that, no, 11, uh, the, the Wednesday game, the 13 to 12, he was the one that gave up, uh, the, the 12 part of that. So, mm. um, <laughs> okay. he, he was the starting pitcher for the A's in that game. So he got hit around, but he was also really good in his previous start. He's very up and down. And basically for him, it's just consistency. If he can be, you know, give you six innings, two to three runs, that's a really good pitcher for him, but he's yeah. going to give you either seven innings and zero runs or four innings and six. So it's just being consistent for him. And it stems from the, sl the splitter. And uh, we were just talking about innings limits and all that stuff. And we don't know where Mike fires is necessarily going to fit into the rotation. Right. And Cole Lurvin has been very consistent. Hasn't really had a bad outing yet. He'll leave guys on and then the bullpen will come in and then allow those guys to score. So uh, it'll, he'll go from like going five innings, giving up two to five and four, and mm. it looks a lot worse on the stat line, but right. it's not necessarily him giving those runs up. And if you get somebody else coming in behind him that can shut that down, all of a sudden he looks like a really good pitcher. And he went, uh, I think six innings gave up no runs against the tigers. He had a nice start against the Orioles this weekend. So, and also he came on the podcast. So I'm always impartial to Cole Irvin and I, he's a lefty, which you, you kind of want to keep in the rotation if you can. So there is how many lefties are, are, are the A stockpiling right now? It's amazing starting lefties right now. They're not wow. the Mariners, but I mean, they got three <laughs> yeah. right now. Uh, but so there is a case to be made for Frankie Montas, who would be the scheduled starter for Tuesday. Cause before uh, Sunday's game, Bob Melvin was like, we'll see how, you know, today goes. And then we'll figure out starters for Tuesday's game which right. means that Montas was kind of on the chopping block, maybe. Um, and he's the most innings he's ever pitched in a season is 96. So maybe they're mm. trying to take that into consideration a little bit and yeah. maybe move him to the bullpen. It's my assumption is either him or Cole Irvin is moving to the bullpen when Mike fires comes up and either Diolas Guerra who could not locate on Sunday, but has looked good otherwise, or Ramin Goodwan, who has not had any good outings. One of those two guys will be, uh, you know, sent down to the minors or, you know, I think that they actually are both out of options. So it's basically who are they going to DFA? So that is a much bigger question. And I know that Gara struggled on Sunday, but I've liked other outings that he has had at the very least. So I think that I would keep him, even though Goudouin is a lefty. And there is no scenario that you see where the A's go a little bit moneyball or, or a little bit, you know, pioneering and say, you know what, we're, we're going to do uh, tandem starts, piggybacking guys off each other. Or, you know what, we're going to have a six-man rotation to kind of slide uh, fires in there. Is that any type of possibility or you're, they're just going to go with fi a five-man rotation no matter what? They are not going to do a six-man rotation. That was 
Bob Melvin said that on Sunday, but that would be, that would make sense. You would think, uh, but maybe they got guys that just want to stay on turn or it, whatever, but I could see them potentially doing the piggyback thing. And, you know, you got fires. If he can give you five in his first start that I'll take that for Mike fires. Sure. Yeah. Give up three runs. Doesn't matter. Um, yeah. It's going to be an interesting start against Michael Walker anyway. Um, <laughs> but Wednesday you got Cole Irvin, it would be his day to pitch. And if Frankie Montas has been moved to the bullpen, that'd be a nice little tandem. It'd be similar to what the Rays have done in the past with righty lefty. Uh, right. One of them's a little bit harder thrower, nice sinker action. Whereas Cole Irvin is a lefty with just, he, he locates. It's a yeah very different approaches. And I think that that would be a nice tandem situation. Uh, we'll see if that's the route that they go. Because I think that whoever gets moved to the bullpen, assuming that they get moved to the bullpen, would probably they'd probably want to use them a little bit more often, potentially, mm-hmm. as opposed to just being a tandem starter. Because yeah. it's not like Frankie Montas is like a, a shutdown guy all the time, which would be why he's being moved to the bullpen. So uh, it'd be interesting. Um, I'd like to see it just to see how it goes. But I, I don't know that it's necessarily in the cards. Uh, okay. They might just use him for like two or three innings and be kind of like a long man. Man, that's interesting because I, I looked up the, uh, some numbers for, for the bullpen uh, uh, of the A's, and they've been so impressive. I mean, they, they didn't surrender a lead in 33 innings. They have an, an ERA of 165. So if you were a Rays hitter, if you are Randy Rosarena, right, and you're stepping up to the box, I mean, who do you want to face? Is there anybody right now in that bullpen who is struggling? Who, who, what is your game plan if you're wearing a raised jersey? When did you look up these numbers? Their bullpen has not been great. <laughs> before Sunday's matchup. Before Sunday's matchup. Well, I mean, sure. But uh, they got obliterated in that first six games, like yeah. real bad. In the, in so, the win streak then. In the win streak. No, in, in the win streak. Yeah. The, no, yeah. they've been great. Uh, Sergio Romo is Sergio Romo. Uh, you know, you're familiar with him. Um, <laughs> he's probably not going to rebound and be better than he had been like last year when he had like a four or five ERA. He's probably right. right around there. So he's hittable for sure. And he doesn't, if you're not swinging at the slider or he's not locating it, then uh, he's going to get in trouble. Um, Lou Trevino has been really good. Um, Jake Diekman has looked not nearly as good as last year because he allowed one run, but you know, he's been good. Um JB Wendelkin has been one of the previous solid starters for the, or starter, uh, great relievers for the A's, but he has had a little bit trouble, uh, just locating balls. So we'll see if he can rebound. I I have full faith that he will. Yeah. They've got some interesting guys, but Sergio Romo is probably the one that A's fans have been calling for him to get DFA to him. I was like, I mean, he is on a one-year deal that could theoretically happen, but I don't know that it's something that they would do this early in the season. Um, yeah. I, I think that they'd be more looking at Dio Lascara or Ramin Goudouan just because uh, they're getting paid much less and don't have the same track record as Sergio Romo. Yusmero uh, Petit, he will sometimes give up you know, some runs. Uh, he has allowed a lot of some inherited runners to score. I'm pretty right. sure that, you know, especially this early in the season, it's probably like 50% right now, which is really high. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it, it's been like a couple of bad outings at the beginning and he's been getting better, but I was worried about him, especially after the playoffs. And now I'm yeah, less so a little bit. Okay. Um, also, the competition hasn't been nearly as good facing, you know, the Twins and the Orioles as opposed to the Astros and Dodgers. 
Hey, it's me again. I got more coming up with Ulysses in just a minute. Uh, he told me about this pitcher that they picked up off the streets because he had a nasty slider. Hadn't heard about him before, but you're about to here in just a minute. So stay locked in with that. But uh, it's protein time. And you know who does protein really, really well? Built Bar. And that is why they make the best tasting protein bar ever. And the new and improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser than any other protein bar that they've had before. And they have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non nut flavors, six new flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They still have their original 12 flavors like coconut almond, banana bread, mint brownie. You've heard these flavors before. They're all delicious. If you haven't tried them out by now, maybe now is the time to do it because all of their bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. They're protein bars that taste like candy bars. And Built Bars are built for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging a delicious treat. Their bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. So all you got to do to get your hands on some of these delicious treats is go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey is happening now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, you know, from the Cowboys. Uh, Jason Lockonfora, I don't know what his... Uh, <laughs> what he's done before, but I'm sure that he's wonderful. And then you also got Brian Baldinger. He's a person. I like his name. That's a good name. Brian Baldinger. Love it. Our local experts for every team are making trades and picking the next stars of their NFL teams. And uh, I assume that Michael Irvin just laughs at them for their picks. And he's like, no, they're going with this guy instead. It sounds like a great time. I've listened to uh, snippets of a few different episodes and they've been a lot of, uh, a lot of fun to listen to. Um, I'm not the biggest football fan. But if you are, this is definitely where you want to be and where you want to be is on the Odyssey app. All you got to do is search the ultimate mock draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports podcasts, music and news that matter to you. That is A-U-D-A-C-Y. And with that, welcome back to the Locked On Ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to follow the podcast wherever you like hearing podcasts. You know, the Odyssey app is one that I have mentioned a, a number of times. That one's good. You can just yell at your smart devices to play uh, Locked On A's. It, it's a good time. It, it works, too. I thoroughly enjoy it. You're like, hey, I want to hear my voice. Play my podcast, Alexa. Um, I, I didn't want to say your name, but I, I had to, so that the, so that it landed, but, uh, yeah, follow us on, uh, any plat podcast platform that you feel like, uh, make sure to follow us on social media at locked on days on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and then the locker room app. And if you have any questions for us, make sure to email them, uh, to me. I mean, they're at the locked on account, but you know, locked on athletics at gmail.com. That's how you get in touch with me. You can ask me a question and, uh, I'll probably talk about it on the show within a few days, depending on what's going on. And then I get some answers that way. And if I'm not going to talk about it, I'll just email you back. It's that easy. Boom. Done. Ha. Uh, anyways, I got more conversation coming up with Ulysses. So here you go. Enjoy. Um, right. Yeah. It, the bullpen has been interesting so far, but the Rays bullpen, Nick Anderson, uh, he had a rough playoffs, but he is, you know, one of the best relievers in baseball. He's out right. until July or August. 
Uh, Pete yes. Fairbanks, I traded for him in fantasy baseball. He went down immediately. And those are two guys. He's the guy for people that, uh, for Ace fans that don't know Pete Fairbanks, but watch the playoffs. He's the guy with the weird eyes. <laughs> he <laughs> yes, is now indeed. on the IL. So who's taking over their roles? I think uh, Diego Castillo is now the closer. Is that correct? That is correct. Diego is holding down the fort. I believe he's got four saves uh, in this, this season. And he, he's been pretty much what you expected uh, from Diego. You know, I, I think he did have one bad outing um, where, where uh, you know, it kind of blew up on him there. But the, the bullpen actually has been surprisingly bad this 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 season for for the Rays. usually you you expect a good bullpen for the race but a lot of guys have been uh getting hurt you mentioned anderson fairbanks but also you know oliver drake is, is missing in an action uh, you've got Chaz Rowe uh missing in action so th- there's been a lot of uh up and down in the, in that bullpen you you're you've been seeing brent honeywell who hadn't pitched since 2017 competitively make that jump. Finally, he's healthy, which is really nice to see uh, honey uh, get up there. But, you know, out of three outings, one was really good. His debut after that, they've been kind of up and down and, and, and he's gotten hit around, but you look at, at that bullpen, Ryan Thompson, he's been okay. Uh, but everybody else, they're struggling. And, and that's, if you, if you're an Oakland ACE fan, you want to get the starters out and then hit into that bullpen because right now, Andrew Kittrich is the second highest leverage guy right now. So yeah, he, he had exactly, he has electric stuff, but he has been hittable in the past this, this year, he's looked really good. But if Andrew Kittrich is your second highest leverage arm, you know that there's a little bit of a tr- of trouble brewing in, in Tampa Bay. So you, you'd have to watch out for that if you're an Oakland A's guy. Now, there's a very cool story that happened this weekend with Lewis Head. Um, dude was selling solar panels door to door a few months ago. I mean, this is as, as just Ray's like way. Them at people and they're like, hey, he's got a good arm. <laughs> Here you go. Uh, you know, uh, so he was selling door to a door to door solar panels to, to people, right? And, and I think in Kentucky, uh, and he just throws a mean slider on the side, and and the race, you know, uh, took a flyer on the guy who was only getting called by in, in, independent ball, and he made his debut two days after his birthday. He had a one two three inning uh, on Sunday, looking really really well. But you know. If Lewis Head is is as somebody who's doing really well, uh, then again, the bullpen is is been an issue right now. And I think if you are looking at this four game series and you're an Oakland A's fan, you're wearing that green and gold. You want to get the starters out uh, fourth, fifth inning, and then you can be like, okay, we've got a chance here. To be fair to Lewis Head, uh, I know nothing about him except for what you just told me, but there's no book on him yet. So maybe he has a little bit of su- success for like five outings. And true, uh, that would be basically this series. And that would suck for the A's. But uh, there's no book <laughs> on him because where, yeah. where has he pitched before? I, I don't know that he's been in the minors or anything like that. So you got right. one game's data. And if he switches it up at all, you're screwed. So that'd be... Yeah. Interesting. You talked about Honeywell, but uh, Luis Patino just made his debut today as the starter, correct? Oh, it was an opener. Yes. And and it was a beautiful open by, 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 by the Colombian Luis Patino. Uh, Of course he was the big guy in that trade with Blake Snell in in December of last year, which uh, was uh, 
kind of painful for a lot of race fans because although we are used to these type of, of trades and I know that you, you can also uh, you I can know, relate. understand that of being an ace guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You know where I'm coming from here. Um, they, they, they do hurt, but you know, the return has been very positive uh, so far. Francisco Mejia, the, the backstop has been hitting and has been catching really well next to Zanino uh, and Patino, like you said, made his debut two and two thirds. He literally, he walked the first guy and then went on to retire every single one he, uh, he faced after two and two thirds of, of clean baseball. Really, really nice uh, slider, really tight slider with a 94 uh, mile an hour fastball. I mean, he is, he's as nasty as it gets. Let's see if that command can, can be top notch, but that's the tandem start that we that we talked about earlier. I mean, you've got a guy, look at this, a five, nine, five, 10 guy throwing uh, 94 and a mile an hour fastball at the top of the zone with a tight slider. And then on inning number three, you take it back to a guy who has a cutter from the left side at 91, 92, work that change up. That's the kind of race baseball that we're seeing lately. Um, it can kind of mess up with the lineups, right? If, you, if you're a lineup matchup kind of guy on the opposite dugout, what do you do? Do you put lefties against Patino, but he's only going to be there for two and two thirds? Or do you just sacrifice the first couple innings and then get ready for, for, for the bulk guy. So those are the good things that are happening for the Rays, but the bullpen itself, it has been kind of a, a, a sore spot. Who came in after him? Cause I definitely picked him up because he was going to be pitching today and I forget his name, but he also pitched fairly well, I believe. Josh and I know Fleming. that he's not going to be playing in this Asian race series. Cause he just pitched on Sunday, but uh, I'm a baseball nerd and I like knowing things. <laughs> I do too, but uh, yeah, Josh Fleming, who, he made his debut last year. Uh, he just pitched in front of friends and family for the first time in Kansas City. Oh. Five and a third of shutout baseball. The dude was not even sweating. At 65 pitches, look, 65 pitches, two hits allowed, one walk, six strikeouts. Like, just a pristine kind of line. Of course, it's Kevin Cash. So, he takes <laughs> him out of five and a third. And uh, he wasn't even sweating. The dude was just fine at 65 pitches. He did well again today, allowed a run. He got the, the L hung on him, but really it was the offense that, that didn't really do him any favors. If you're dropping a 1-0 ball game, it really wasn't the pitching that did you in. It was the offense. Oh, for sure. I mean, the A's scored a run today on John Means, uh, and it was a yeah. solo home run. John Means, uh, nasty, wow. nasty man. I do yeah. not like the A's have trouble with guys that switch speeds like that. And that's yeah. basically all he does because he's not throwing hard. It's just change up or fastball sometimes a curveball which one's coming i don't know and it's usually yeah. a change up <laughs> it is and the, th the thing about john means though it's yeah it's not overpowering stuff but somehow he it's just a heavy it's a heavy repertoire i think for 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 hitters and i don't know if i were an orioles fan i'd be like look i love john means like don't trade him away but then you look at what the the al east has done like at the rays and be like what could you get right now like in this July trade deadline, mm -hmm. how much could you squeeze from teams for a John Means? He's got a some lot. decent trade value. And I think three more years of control, he's starting yes. to get into arbitration. And after two innings, I believe I tweeted at Connor Newcomb, uh, the host of Locked On Orioles. And I was like, okay, so what's the, the asking price for John Means? Because you he could did. just see it in two, <laughs> two innings. And then I looked on his baseball reference page and I was like, yeah. 
he's got like a four ERA for his career. How? He's so good. Well, I did not, I would have never expected that. I would have never expected that. It was crazy. And Al, yeah. this is not for anybody other than me and you right now, but uh, <laughs> I was listening uh, while I was getting ready for this. I was listening to Friday's episode and uh, you and Kevin were doing trivia on each other. And uh -huh. it was the Dante Pachette question. And I was like, he had like a 42 war, right? 42 easily yeah. because he was amazing. He's not a hall of famer, but 42, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. What was it like 5.8 for his career? That was Isn't insane. That, think like you followed my math. I was like, okay, yeah. 15 years, three, two. Okay. You can put a 35. Oh, Kevin's telling me the defense. Okay. Not 35, 28, five, five. That what? was insane. Marcus Simeon has had that. <laughs> and, and he's like, <laughs> good i get he, yeah. he had like, like one good year and unreal it was unbelievable and he's an yeah. outfielder how bad could his defense how have been? bad oh my god well you know what if we talk about uh, the bichettes you know i've seen Bo bichette's defense and if it's any if dante's anything like that well i it could explain because <laughs> boy does Bo bichette have a nothing for a glove he's got really? a Ah, that is interesting. Why didn't they put him at second base then? It just keeps him. That's weird. Okay. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, to be fair, I have made the the thought provoking argument, not argument, but maybe this is why the A's were okay letting Simeon go, other than the money, and that is right. because his rise in defensive prowess uh, definitely coincided with Matt Chapman arriving, and I don't know that it's necessarily correlated because he's been putting in work and I'm not trying to discount the work that he has put in to become right. a very good defensive player, but uh, Matt Chapman can cover some ground. You guys, he's one of the best and it, it could be correlated there. And maybe that's why they didn't want to go as high as say the, the uh, Toronto blue Jays. You know, I'm actually, I do want to talk about this with the Matt Chapman because, you know, you said one of the best. Look, from the outside looking in, he is, to me, the best defensive third baseman. Like, this guy just does crazy stuff. I mean, Arenado type of stuff. Longoria type of stuff when Longoria oh, was, was 08 to 13. Like, how yeah, did you guys, okay, real quick, how did you swindle the Giants for that trade? That was ridiculous. And I felt bad. It's because of that trade that I feel bad for, uh, Bobby Evans, the, the former Giants GM, because yeah. nobody in their right mind should make that trade. So I assumed that he got canned because ownership wanted him to make trades because that, that was a stupid trade. Like it, he was already on the decline it, and yeah. lots of money coming in. And then he got canned and I feel like he was kind of the scapegoat and I do not have sympathy for the Giants in most regards, but I felt bad for Bobby <laughs> Evans in that regard. Um, no, yeah. you've, you've got a point there. I mean, you, you could see, I mean, 2016 was a really big, powerful home run season for Longo. Then 2017, you could see the average dip down, the on-base lid dig down, the slugging go down. And I know he won that his third gold glove in 2017, but you know, when a guy is approaching 33, you could say, okay, well, maybe the defense is going to take a turn. So you know, the, the Rays did have to pay uh, you know, a, a few shekels there for, for that trade to happen. But uh, yeah, going back to Chapman, what yes. my point was, being so good with the glove, I, I'm, I've looked up his stats this year. He's not really having that production that we expect from Matt Chapman at the, at the box. I know he's not a 300 hitter guy or a 40 home run guy, but you don't expect what is happening right now. So is that bleeding into his defense somewhat, those struggles? And, 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 and secondly, what is happening? Is he missing the fastballs down the middle? Is he thinking too much? What's going on?
Uh, he, I have not dug into him being bad yet. I've been focusing on like Elvis Andrews and uh, Jed Lowry, who is very strange. So, and I, I always like to give a little bit bigger sample size before I start making proclamations as to what's going on. Where okay. like Elvis Andrews, he was hitting like 088 or something like that against fastballs. I'm like, oh, maybe his bat speed's down because he's an older player now. Matt Chapman, I feel like we'll figure it out and then I can start figuring out what's going on with him. Uh, okay. He has struggled with breaking balls in the past, so uh, mm-hmm. it could be that. Um, but yeah, his defense has been fine. He almost made okay. a terrific play where he, they always have him playing shortstop on shifts and stuff. And he ran yeah. like all the way to the foul pole or the, the foul uh, territory in Oriole yeah. Park and it hit his glove, but it didn't go in because he had to run a ton and oh, he God. was so mad at himself. <laughs> but dude just makes ridiculous plays and I don't understand it. And I don't know if, because he's the third baseman and Matt Olson's the first baseman, you don't see yeah. as many defensive web gems from Matt Olson, but he made an amazing play today. It was not a bunt, but it had the effect of a bunt where it was kind of, you know, by the pitcher's mound, but on the first yeah. base side, he went planted, turned and like picked up the ball in the same motion, fired it to third, got the lead runner. And uh, somehow he has three outs above average on baseball savants. And I don't understand that because he is gold wow. glove caliber over there. Uh, he's had a couple of slight misplays, but nothing, you know, yeah, terrible. I don't know why he'd be third or, you know, in the third percentile. Yeah. He is uh, yeah. much better than that. So, all right. So that is where I'm going to end this episode. I still have more coming up for you guys with me and Ulysses, Ulysses and I, Ulysses and I, I got to say that better next time. Um, but uh, I have more conversation with Ulysses coming up for you guys. Uh, I'll probably also go over the Monday game with Sean Mania and his revenge game going against the Rays for the first time since the 2019 wildcard game. Uh, I, I said it later on in the podcast. You guys have not heard this yet, but I said later in our recording that I'm pretty sure Sean Manaya is going to go six innings, give up one run. I believe that's what I said with like seven strikeouts. I think that that's what I said. And then uh, Ulysses told me that Yandy Diaz got act- uh, hit on the forearm and he might not play on Monday. So then I immediately upped the ante to complete game shutout, no hitter. So uh, that's what I'm on the record for right now. And uh, without Yandy Diaz, I think that we got a good shot at a no, no from Shamanaya over here. Uh, Revenge tour in full effect. I'm very excited about that, but uh, that's it for me today, you guys. Until next time, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks and I will talk with you guys tomorrow.